Kia ora everybody, welcome to another episode of How to Save the World, last one for 2020. Kia ora Waveney, goodbye to this horrible year. Woo-hoo. We did it, we survived, congratulations on making it through. If yes. you're listening to this recording, it means you too have made it through 2020, a difficult time. Oh gosh, thank goodness. I, uh, yeah, well, let's not try and work out whether 2021 is going to be any rosier. <laughs> <laughs> let's just pretend it is. Absolutely. Just a wee shout out to the old New Year's resolution. Yes, this, indeed. This episode. And actually, considering it's the um, season of resets, welcome to How to Save the World. This is a sustainability podcast. If it's your first time here, welcome in. We focus on trying to have a positive frame about how you can change things in your life to contribute to a more sustainable planet. waveney has mm. been doing it for ages. I've been doing it for a little bit. Oh, I've been doing it for a little bit too in the scheme of things. But yeah, nice nice one, Tim. It's... um. Always a pleasure to be here and to have these korero and uh, yeah, looking forward to 2021. Indeed. And on that note. On that note, we just thought it would be fun to give you guys and ourselves actually, if we're honest, a bit of a sort of boost for the resolutions. Uh, obviously in sustainability, it's uh, we all need to be just constantly looking at how we can be walking towards it. And so um, New Year's is a great time to do that. We've looked into a few studies as we often like to. And it's there's there was there's a study really aptly named Old Lang Syne out of uh, that was reported in the Journal of Clinical Psychology back actually back in two thousand and two so it's a little bit old but it had a really interesting finding it was quite a big study and it compared people who had New Year's resolutions versus people who had the same type of resolutions just at any time in the year. And uh, the two groups didn't differ otherwise. They followed them both for six months and they found that the resolvers report, the New Year's re- resolution resolvers reported higher rates of success. Huh. Uh, so at the six month mark, 46% of the New Year's resolution resolvers were continuously successful, which I thought was quite a high rate actually. Yeah. It compared to only 4% of those who made resolutions at other times of the year. Wow. Quite That's really weird, surprising eh? me. Yeah, so it's actually bizarrely significant thing to, it obviously means a lot to us in terms of our psyche to have that time at the beginning of a year when you've got a bit more space and think through what, like set intentions and think what do you want to do for this year and it's becoming more popular too. That was the other thing that I found quite interesting. There's, the, in the States, they seem to be the ones that are most interested in recording people's <laughs> resolutions. And, and it's just going up and up and up. It was sort of 40 to 50% of the whole population that made resolutions in the, the early 2000s. And now it's up to 74%. Wow, way. And the younger you are, then the more likely you are to participate in a resolution. Well, we're young. And we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we're going to keep it as well. Before we launch into uh, the actual, res- we've both made resolutions, eh? Yes. You and I, and we don't know what they are um, for each other, so I'm quite interested to see what Tim's got up his sleeve. But before we get into resolutions and suggestions, um, inspiration, we're going to look at what makes a resolution successful, because we've looked into it and we want to help you avoid some traps, pitfalls. Totally. I'm going purely anecdotally. This is not based on anything except for my own experience. But I think the key to a good New Year's resolution is being realistic with it. I think there's such an inclination for people to make incredibly 
ambitious and perhaps overly ambitious goals for themselves. Are you speaking from experience, Tim? It has been done in the past (laughs) by me, to me. And it's just one of those things where if you can set a goal that is realistic and achieve it, it sets you up to achieve so much more beyond that goal Mm. and it becomes this real snowball effect of success. Whereas conversely, it can do the opposite where you set yourself a, a big goal, you don't reach it, you get really disheartened and it stops you from punching forward mm. and making more progress in a particular area. Yep. So just being like really kind of honest with yourself about knowing yourself, knowing what you're capable of, what is achievable for you. And even if it seems like it's not a massive goal, there is something really satisfying about setting a goal and achieving it. Totally agree. And I think we're mostly we're all at capacity and we're all like, we don't have much space for anything. So small and realistic, totally. And uh, yeah, I've, I've looked into studies that all sort of all actually saying very similar things um these are coming from the psychologists saying r- like rather than making your goal like so let's say if it was losing weight because that's your classic new year's resolution um rather than saying that you quantify it should we saying, go through smart well, goals yeah, yeah. You're, you're familiar with this right <laughs> yes. and a lot of people listening will be but for those who aren't smart goals is something that comes up again and again especially in professional life do you think off the cuff tim do you think you can do it oh, what is Yes. Uh, specific, measurable, measurable. What's A? What's the A? <laughs> Achievable. Achievable. Realistic, I think, yeah. and time sensitive. Yeah, time bound. Yep. Yeah. With that, you could tie in that you're going to do something every week or something smaller that you can actually measure. Another thing to keep in mind is this is really cool actually that your goals they've studied this and it's quite significant you're much more likely to achieve it if you frame it positively. Ah, so, so rather not, than something I you, won't yeah exactly da, 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 something da, da, da. I'm not going to drink alcohol or whatever you will you be like I will drink kombucha yeah. three times a day. Um, so yeah, positively framed goals are much more likely to succeed and um, scheduling. In is an interesting one too. So at the beginning of the year when you're making that resolution, grab your diary and work out a little space, whether it's weekly or monthly, to um, you might have stuff that you need to plan and preempt or you know whatever it is that you need to do to make it happen, to schedule it in, and then to track it. What do you, I think that's an interesting one. Maybe that's the A, accountability. No, it is achievable. But accountability is a massive part of um, goal setting. I know yeah. that, that comes up time and again with academic studies as well. And that's having something so that you can measure whether or not you were successful, how successful, yeah. and then yeah. kind of reflecting on Yes, that, yes. Have you – um, I've got this cool app um, called Momentum. Have you come across that? I've not. It's really simple, um, and it's, it's, it's about forming habits. It's just basically you've got uh, – you put in – with a free version, you can get three habits – and you say what days of the week you want to do that thing on. Might be all seven days or whatever, um, or less. And then every day it just flicks you a reminder and you say whether you've done it or not. And it's all about how long you can do the streak for. Oh, that's good. It's so simple. And, um, so it's almost gamifying yes, your goals yeah, on your phone. Yeah, that's so good. that's momentum. That's Finally, being on your cell phone can do something good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um what about, uh, I guess, the next thing to sort of focus on is um, the type of goals and how to how to make a goal. I think a lot of this is just 
we don't actually need much help to do this, is it? Because it's like we've actually all got a thing and it's in your gut and you know it and you want to do it and you can't get to it. But um, having said that, I think it's also good to just take a moment to step back and look at some of the big picture problems. And it's also nice this time of year for us in terms of how to save the world podcast to step back. It's the same process and what are our goals for the show? Why are we here? Um, and what are these big picture problems? Because those New Year's resolutions need to be relating back in to that. And that's stuff we've all spoken about, you and I, uh, the extinction crisis, biodiversity loss. Um, what else, Tim? Climate change. Climate change. I mean, having healthy air to breathe. Yes, pollution, air pollution. Oh, not all positive framing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> A plastic-free environment, um, water use, resource consumption. It's all they, these. These are all the big, you know, cataclysmic sort of things that are that are happening in the twenty-first century. And then, and then, if you turn that around, the big, like say for example, in my life, what I'm working towards is buying local or being local, staying local, um, and being really mindful around. How, how much I can source in my own community and, and even friendships. You know, you meet someone and they're your neighbor. It's like, wow, bonus. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's kind of like one of my big picture solutions is around being local. That's cool. Yeah. and But that's not a New Year's resolution. That's like almost a value thing. Because I've got a similar yeah. one that I've had for ages. And it's, it's just sort of a, a kind of guiding principle that I've tried to live to as much as possible where I go, if everyone was to do what I am doing... <laughs> Would the world be a better or worse place? Yeah. So try and measure my actions against like, well, if, if everyone went to McDonald's for every meal, if I'm going to lunch now, or like if, you know, it, ju it just is a good way to measure your approach mm. to things mm. as if it was maximalized, I mm. think is the verb. Would it be a net positive or a net maximalized? negative? Maximalized? Maybe. Are yeah. You sure. Could be. Someone will look it up. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's, I think that's a very cool step I guess I, I know I suspect a lot of us all already have one of these guiding principles and that's it was do you also remember like the very first episode we did together Tim and uh, something that has stayed with me a lot is I I don't like that piecemeal sort of like oh avoid this do that and there's a million little things I've mm. always looked for that big coherent easy picture of yeah. like it's okay I don't have to worry about all these million little things I can just try and be local yes um and so it's it's that kind of stuff instead of buy this brand buy this yeah, product yeah, yeah. go to this, this supermarket exactly. specifically yeah yeah and those layering of like oh my gosh there's palm oil and oh no now there's microplastic and it's like well actually if you just have one of these nice big simple coherent things yes. and it doesn't have to be local because they all end up connecting and yeah. speaking to each other because another one's buy organic yes or, or grow organic um or um and another one is buy less yes that's been just a huge consume one less that yes this podcast is really yeah you know made very real for me it's just less consumption which i will speak to more in my Ooh. new year's resolution <laughs> um uh being zero waste is another guiding principle, you know, which, as you know, was what kicked us up. Oh, that's, of course, my ultimate 
original uh, resolution there was, was that zero. Resolution, it was, right? yeah. It was a failed resolution because I underestimated how much it would be to be zero waste. So I we would actually like started... to change that wording, Wave. <laughs> well, I don't no. think it was a failure at all. But Maybe no, it was no, incomplete no, 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 as a goal. Up, um, it was just the timing right. because we just weren't ready to start on January the 1st. So we had to just work like a dog all through January and we started on February the 1st. Right. Yeah, so it was that was only a timing failure, not not project, not a whole failure. Yeah, by yeah, any stretch. Yeah, and then toxin free is another lens that people might, you know, you could just work your whole life could be around working towards just eliminating toxins from your home, which or clothing even. Yeah, you know, it's all just it's all all of these things. They're all just part of the same picture. Um, but anyway, they would be terrible resolutions because they're too big and they're not smart goals. They're not measurable um, and very hard to actually achieve them. Like they're more sort of lifetime yeah. directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great to know where you're heading to. So, um, they, and then so if we take it down and say, well, let's um, look at an actual idea. And Tim and I, we've got some ideas mm-hmm. of different things. And I, I um. I also noticed that when I was looking at all of these studies on resolutions, that um, for a start, the environment is not mentioned at all. Like in the top 50 resolutions, you go through, I have too, gone through the entire thing and it's it's not about nobody's making resolutions. I specifically was Googling New Year's resolution, like eco-friendly yes, New Year's resolutions. Yes, yeah, and resolutions once you do that, you find them, they right? Come but up, yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. just doing general. So um, what he did notice, and I thought, well, why not just embrace what, are our drivers as humans and um, then see if you can tie in your resolutions to those drivers. So so your typical resolutions, they're the most popular aspirations that we humans have are almost always related to physical health. Yeah, it's true. It's, 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 it's like weight loss or exercise or change of eating habits. So I was thinking, why not? I'm going to go to the gym this year. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the most common yeah. resolution there is. So, so for example, if you wanted to make that sustainable, then it would be like, I'm going to bike, I'm going to walk, I'm going to... Yeah, so I think that there's... If you think about whatever your goal is in terms of sustainability, what else have you got in your life that you can double up and have a win-win? Totally. I think about that all the time, the absurdity of... <laughs> People driving their car to the gym. If you're doing it for like strength and specific stuff, maybe I sort of get it. But people doing it for fitness to drive to the gym. I have to confess, I used to be so scathing of seeing bikes on the back of cars. Yeah. Going, oh, it's ridiculous. Can't, isn't that the point of a bike? But then I got into mountain biking and yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, there. now yeah. I get it. Yeah. But, um, and then other common resolutions are self improvement after physical health. It seems to be um, number two. And then money. People want to make more money and um, family, more family time or whatever. So I think all of those things fit really nicely with sustainability goals. It's 100%. just working out what how it's going to look for you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, Tim, you had some ideas, eh? What I wanted to focus on for suggestions or inspirations, as you said, for people listening, uh, what are some New Year's resolutions that are super easy to do that will actually be quite impactful? Make that a big difference. A lot of change without having to change a lot in your behavioural daily routines. So the first one I've got is, uh, this is a bit more specifically for our New Zealand listeners, but you can regionalise it if you're not a Kiwi. Uh, that is get your Kiwi saver into a 
uh, more sustainably, friend, more environmentally friendly, more sustainable fund. And there are a lot of places and people and advisors and tools you can use to do this. I will just shout out a few of them. Mindful Money is really good, mindfulmoney.nz. Um, 350.org.nz has some great resources and so does sorted.org.nz. That is uh, the... The links for those three websites are in the show notes for this, so you can just click on there. It's it's something that you can do in about an hour or maybe even less, and I, then yeah. you do it once and it's done. Is that a New Year's resolution? I thought they yeah. should have had to be ongoing things. Nah, I don't. Well, it, the beauty of it is it is ongoing because the money is then doing all the work for you. Well, that's an easy one then. It's Gosh, super easy. Come on, everybody. Yeah. I'm going for the lowest hanging fruit here for yeah, people how to who are feel just good about yourself. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I nailed that resolution on exactly. January the second. Well, people kind of forget how impactful your retirement savings are, but it is uh, for you know the vast bulk of people the biggest pot of money that you have in your life, and the decision that you make around what those dollars are doing, what they're investing in, what they're backing, make all the difference to the economic activity across the entire planet. Mm. That money is traveling all over the globe. And if you do something as simple as finding a eco-friendly fund for you to put your KiwiSaver in, and a lot of times as well, not only will you not like lose out on investment money, on profits, but they have outperformed traditional funds as well in, in recent years. So there's no downside to it. Just take the hour max it takes to do a little research send a note to your bank get it flipped over never think about it again it's super easy it's a good one yeah should i go through the other ones yeah why not because i've got a little list of all sorts of things so really easy one um meat free mondays or vegan meals once a week or you can like tailor it to you so this is how i um i i went vegetarian straight away um but then i did the the vegan thing i did a little trial of like a day a week Um, before I went vegan full on. I'm not totally vegan anymore, but I always did it with the intention to kind of introduce myself to vegan eating so that I could just normalize it in my life because it was very much abnormal to me. Yeah, I've been on the same journey, like having a vegan vegan friends for dinner. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, maybe about, actually no, it was a while ago now, maybe about five or six years ago. Did you freak out? Yeah, totally. (laughs) freak out it's like oh for goodness sakes yeah yeah can't use this can't use that and now we actually cook vegan i i would say most nights there you go by accident and now this is a full meat eating household we embrace cheese in the works yeah um but it's just you know we we just have a diet now that really is quite broad and with so many of these things, you can use the goal to normalize a behavior yeah, and then just true, encompass true, it in true. your life. Yeah, but that, yeah. yeah, so meat-free Mondays or vegan meals once a week or your version of that, I think, is really like um, a good way to kick off a change in your thinking and behavior. Um, this is a specific company, so this is a very, very specific one, but um, moving your uh, energy provider to either this specific one or a specific one, yeah, Yeah. Ecotricity, or a similar one to Ecotricity. Ecotricity have the um, Carbon Zero certification, which means they're 100% renewable, so they, um, yeah, it's, it's another thing you do once, you forget about it. And it has I like a great resolutions. impact. 
yeah, they're super easy to take off. And then this one is not fitting in with our smart goals thing, but this is a bit more to the value set okay. that we talked about earlier. And that is, and this has kind of been probably the biggest takeaway for me getting to hang out with Wave over the last year and a half, making this podcast, doing all the episodes. It's just think about your purchasing decisions. And the two big things for me are do you need to buy the new version of the thing? Yes. And what is the packaging? Yes. Those are two big questions yeah. that I have started to really encompass into my purchasing habits. Awesome. And um, definitely has changed my behavior. That's cool, man. Because, um, yeah, it's a habit for me to, in fact, that was one of the things I thought about in terms of a specific resolution, um, is for non-consumables to try and just buy secondhand. Yeah. So like, like for example, I would love to find a rainbow dog collar for my dog. And so I've just got to trade me secondhand search. It's just sitting there. And It'll email I you believe one, one of these days, a secondhand dog collar that's a rainbow one will come up. It's like the vegan meals or the meat-free Mondays or whatever. Once you kind of just force yourself to do it a little bit, you go, oh, that's actually really easy. I can change this behavior mm. without it impacting mm. my life much mm. at all. Mm. For me, weirdly, I remember buying secondhand shoes I thought was the weirdest thing. But then I saw some I really liked and bought them. I was like, oh, this is fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah undies though that's a yeah draw the line somewhere yeah, draw different the, for every person yeah. I, I would draw the line before undies yeah draw the line before undies <laughs> so anything else there those are my those are your main now. things yep. yeah well i i actually took a moment to look back on some of our episodes and because i think that each one can is almost a, a resolution around itself like yeah, totally. do you remember when you dug up the coffee all the the lowdown on all yeah. the coffee stuff. So that could be a challenge for someone to just only have fair trade coffee or organic coffee for the year. Or, yes, that uh, and or, I'm trying to avoid the, the negative framing of it, but no takeaway cups at yes. all. Yes, and that, that's great. Yeah, um, you could do the same with your milk. It could be like zero waste milk and that's yeah. plant-based as well. So get into making your own and check out that milk review that we did Um very months, recently. Months ago, yeah. Mm. We also looked at fair trade tea, and that was right when we first started off with dye, Henwood. That was fun. Yeah. Um, and so ditch the tea bag. That could yes. be that actually could be quite a good solid little resolution because to do that you need to have a, a bit of paraphernalia. You need a, a tea ball or a teapot, or and you need to kind of work it all out. How you're going to get the tea leaves, and uh, so a bit of behaviour change associated with that. While we're on the food theme, there's you could just decide to buy only fair trade organic chocolate. I think that's good because that's really good because it'll probably cut down <laughs> some yeah. people's chocolate consumption yeah. as well. Well, it does because I used to sit down and we didn't have chocolate like all the time, but when it was there, it seemed pretty reasonable just sit and eat the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I started buying fair trade organic. I, I it was much more aware. So, oh, just a piece or two is actually all I need. Yeah. And I appreciate it more and it would last for a week. So I yeah. think it actually ends up being better. But um, we talked with uh, Pravin Swami from uh, Fair Trade. Uh, he was amazing actually talking it about. It was a great episode. Honestly, never that. again. I will, uh, just hearing about their child labor and, and what the farmers are forced to do sort of environmentally, just awful stuff because they're just trying to feed their families. Mm. Um, then... Uh, we looked at palm oil as well, yes. and I—that's a nice one because if you're going to go for a palm oil-free year, 
that just beautifully takes you out of supermarkets, out of processed food, out of packaging, uh, out of lots of additives that you might not know or like in your food. It's not always, but will usually take you uh, into organic uh, rather than conventionally farmed. Um, so it's just, and local food wouldn't have um, palm oil in it. So that's that's a really nice win-win. Save the orangutans and the rainforests. Yeah. and yeah, just touches all of those areas. Yeah, it does. It? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, I think it could be a good opportunity to, I think, you might have it in the too hard, not too hard, but just, oh, yeah, one of these days I'll get to. And that's just shifting the way you actually do your, your grocery shopping. So it might be time to try and find out if you've got a co-op, an organic food co-op near you somehow, and you might have a resolution to actually find it, join it, shop at it, yeah. which could require working out how if you need your own bags or how on earth it all works. So it's good to spend a bit of time and energy on going, right, I'm going to do it. Um, and that's could be maybe it's the same with finding and attending your local farmer's market. It's one thing to know that it's there. <laughs> Quite another to actually get up and go down on a Saturday morning. Um, or, or finding your own bulk, bulk food shops or maybe your challenge could be like, switching to using dried legumes and chickpeas and beans and things rather than the cans. You'll go to the supermarket way less. Way if less. If you figure out how to make yep. some good curries with those. Yep. Yeah. Um, once you get onto the other side of it, it's quicker. Yeah. Uh, uh, ironically. It's interesting. It's much quicker. And cheaper. Um, y- yes. I think, it's just like win, win, win. I, I think it's been a while since I've had the calculator out, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it's cheaper to buy organic dried like say chickpeas, then it would be to just buy a can from Pack and Save. Best of all worlds. G- garden, do you think, is an interesting one? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm doing that. And and it could, rather than saying you're going to start a garden, I, I would just get as specific as you can. Like it might be to grow basil or something. This is a good, actually, opportunity to briefly report back because I don't know if I've done it on the podcast, but we did an episode about how to create your own home food yes, winter garden. Yes, I did it. Yes, you did. It was awesome. Got a bunch of great lettuces, um, some broccolini, some other stuff going on, and I've just dug it all up because I was like, cool, experiment done because I've, I've become very interested in getting a flower bee going to help the bees because we don't have a lot of stuff in this garden for pollinators, awesome. so that's the next bit. And Tim, you, this whole process has made me remember, do you remember Leo Murray coming in, the yeah. worm farm guy? You were adamant that you were going to get a worm farm, did you? Well, if, I mean, we started composting a lot, so but no, not specifically. Yeah, so it inspired you in the right the, direction because it yeah. doesn't matter what you get, whether it's a bakashi or worm farm or whatever. Everyone's situations are really different. Yeah, but I was just smiling. When I've I got a lot that. of worms. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> awesome. That's really awesome. So yeah, it could be starting a compost or or actually building a hot compost pile could be yeah. a good one because that's something that you can actually spend months gathering the materials for and making piles and then on a, on a particular day when you're ready maybe after autumn when all of the leaves have come down so you can catch them you could build a pile and then in in a six months time that could be your basis for a garden totally mm, mm. yeah well, i mean there's so many things that you could do whether it's in zero waste or packaging or clothing yeah the great thing is you can kind of pick 
something that fits in with your A, ambition level, and B, yes. your life. Yes, exactly. It's going to be different yeah. if you live on a permaculture farm <laughs> in the North Island or if you live in Central Christchurch in an apartment. Yeah, exactly. But there is stuff that everybody can do. Yeah, actually cleaning products and, and laundry. Yes. That's other episodes that we've, we've got done. We've got another episode for yeah. that. <laughs> this is an episode for all these things, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, I'm actually just dying to know what your goal is. Oh, well. I've got two. Yes. Um, but I actually think the co-op thing, I might, oh, I might take yeah. that as a Add thing that now in. that you've yeah. mentioned it. Because you're so close to a really good one. Here. I know. Yeah. Yeah. The shopping thing, I have. I, I would love to make a change with the grocery shopping stuff. Okay. So the two that I have picked out ahead of time, which I semi-alluded to before, is 2021. I would like to try and buy no new clothes. <gasps> With the exception of socks and undies. And that is something that's just like been floating around in my head since we did the episode with Gina Dempster on the six items challenge. Yeah. um, She's from Wastebusters. The episode's from March. We've got a link in the show notes. And the six items challenge is a, a, how long does it go for? It goes for four weeks. And the idea is that you're only wearing, you pick out six items of clothing and that's all you can wear for yeah, the for the that's month. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And so when I did it, it forced me to. I actually had to get my diary out, and I remember I was attending my niece's twenty first. I was going tramping, you know, all these different things, and so I had to sort of work out. It was really hard. Some sort of ensemble that yeah. you could you could do for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it was sort of connected to that. We've also done episodes on fast fashion, which had a lot of quite devastating information on yeah. it, and on yeah. cotton as well. Yes. Yes. And the, I mean, the big things for me are a. I actually think I could do this relatively easy. I don't buy a lot of clothes, and when I do, I quite like op shopping. Um, so I think it would probably be. A reasonably easy thing for me to do. Sounds good. A year. It's a long time. That's really cool. It's a yeah, cool challenge. But I think it's I think it's achievable. And you know, it's one of those things where I'm not if if uh, something happens, I won't self-flagellate too hard. But I'll just try and stay as close to that. Yes. Do you as remember um, Susan McFadden when she came on the show? Buy nothing. Yes. Um, November before last, and she had that where she somehow I can't remember. She was at the airport and she had some nightmare where she'd forgotten yeah. that she was going to be in Wellington. At some official government thing, That's and right, she yeah. had to buy all this blew out and had to buy all this stuff. But it doesn't matter, does it? It's, stuff, it's but, just, but it, yeah. That's the you breaking the rule by like one inch isn't gonna no. break it except yeah. in your mind. So yeah, just yeah. you know, make yeah. the goal, try and stay to it. And if something gets in the way, that's okay. Just move forward, move past. So that's the first one. And the second one is I w- I'm going to buy a, a secondhand bike, bicycle, mm, um, cool. to get round. Uh, because, again, I think this is something that would be quite easy for me to do. And there's sort of a lot of reasons for this. At the mo- Like, I don't drive, so at the moment I'm taking the bus and walking most places anyway. But I do take a bit of Ubers, quite a few Ubers, um, to get in and out of town. And while that carbon footprint is, like, less than me owning a car... It's um, st- it's just something that seems very achievable for me. And it's almost a bit of a signal in getting myself invested in having a more cycle-friendly city. As True. someone who's like an urban dweller, there's so much good that comes of having more cycle-friendly cities. And so I just think it would be good for me to raise a little flag up going, this is something that I would like to see for our city for less cars on the road, less congestion, less like parking buildings and just concreted spaces that could be parks or shops or housing Mm. in the city. So Mm. just about taking cars off the road and signaling that 
for my mind, a really easy way to do that is just encouraging more people to get on bikes mm, in awesome. the city. Air quality going up. And uh, and also the thing that you said at the start about self improvement is like yes. you just you get fitter. You're going to improve as a byproduct. Tim. So, do you know um, secondhand bike shops are awesome as well? By the way, I've been going to a couple recently, <laughs> and it's just like these. What I love about it is it's just like these nineteen year old guys who are super into bikes, yes. and it's just it's great to see. So my goals. Wave. What have you got? Well, I'm 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 doing the clothing thing too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, amazing. That's so cool. So uh, so for me, because I've been op shopping for, oh, I don't know, almost, yeah, two decades actually, um, where I've been trying really hard to avoid buying new and op shopping. And so for me, my, this is going to take a bit of explanation, but for me, my challenge is there's three aspects to it. One is to not op shop. Huh. Huh. Uh, because it's like that's been something that it's like been my go-to and that's the only way I clothe myself more or less apart from undies and my mum's knitted socks Uh, and there's there's things it's like I've I've sort of taken it as far as it can go and rather than like these things that don't work about op shopping and those are the things that I need to work on and so like for example I'll buy continually buy clothes that don't quite fit or there's an aspect of it that I love but then I never wear it because there's just a thing that needs a tweak so for me my resolution is rather than carrying on acquiring these things to actually learn how to tailor great so I want to and that's a huge barrier for me because I don't sew sewing sewing machines have had me in tears before Mm -hmm. I'm a bit scared of them so that's I want to learn how to tailor or or at least also which feels just as hard, weirdly, find a tailor or someone who can help with that. Mm-hmm. And then the other aspect is to become more au fait with actually buying new eco-friendly clothes. Great. Because that's a whole area that I cruised through, Like, because we had Ethically Kate on yes, as we well did. a while ago. And she's obviously got it down. Um, yeah, cruising She's doing the through. hard yards for you. Yeah, yeah, she Use is. her research. I, I have, and I will. Um, but then when you've got something really specific in mind, mm-hmm. like you just want a plain black top or whatever, and yep. then everything sort of seems to have a bold green logo on it that says, I'm organic or something. And it's it's just hard when you've got something specific in mind to find it. So I feel like I just need to get on the horse and make some online purchases and get some basic stuff and the wardrobe sorted. That's great. So I'm buying no new clothes yeah. and you're buying more new clothes. Yeah, yeah, some <laughs> new clothes for the first time in a couple of decades. That's something I've been wanting to do for ages, so it feels good to decide to make that a focus for 2021. Fantastic. How yeah. crazy that we um, we both picked the clothing yeah, thing as well. Yeah, it's cool that we're doing different... Yeah, different approaches yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, good luck, everyone, with whatever you decide to do. Happy holidays. I hope that you're having a great time wherever you are. Happy summer or winter, depending on which <laughs> hemisphere you're listening. And um, Have a good new year. Have a great new year. And next episode, we've got a special summer special on Raglan, Whangaroa. Uh, it's a double series, and it's coming up in the next two releases. We um, really just basically wanted to connect you with community in New Zealand that has actually cracked 
aspects of how to be sustainable on a community level and they've got heaps of projects that we wanted to share with you for inspiration for what you could be doing in your own areas they're just it's an amazing story comprised of lots of little amazing stories so we've investigated a few of those yeah interviewed quite a few people and yeah amazing so hooray for that so why don't you actually go to raglan and listen to the podcast while you're there and just be on the beach have a surf and a beer or a Raglan roast coffee, which yes. are very good. See you in the new year, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.